everyone, and welcome to the Top Ranked Podcast. I'm your host, Rami Rank, and let's get things started. With me today is the multi-award winning chef, Chef Ryan Rondino. Chef Ryan is the founder of Rondino Culinary Designs and the Ryan Rondino Spice Collection. He's also the personal chef to a multitude of celebrities like Ben Affleck, Will Smith, Diddy, and I'm very fortunate to have him here with me today. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You're how good? You I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fabulous. <laughs> I, I'm doing great, dude. I'm going to be really serious. I almost uh, baked a sourdough in honor of this and was going to have you like judge me on it. And it just so hey. happened that like I, I had the idea at like 6 p.m. last night and my starter was still in the fridge. I didn't have enough time to let it come to room temperature and then have it ready for the interview today. But th- there was a whole <laughs> exactly. plan that was going to this. Hey, I, I've, I've seen so many uh, sourdoughs throughout quarantine. It's, it's been crazy. Well, I know everybody all of a sudden just got obsessed with, you know, baking and cooking because it's like, look, you know, you didn't necessarily want to go out to restaurants, but sourdough kind of became like, you know, the, the new great American pastime in the last like three months. Oh, that's true. I mean, who's, who's gluten free now? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not my tubby butt. Um, so. <laughs> so anyway, look, I've had the show going for a few months now and I like to tell my friends about like, you know, the guests that I have coming on. Usually, you know, they're like, oh, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. So, but when I mentioned that I was going to have a private chef, you know, for celebrities on the show, they, they literally went bananas and had a million questions for you. So I'm going to touch on some oh, wow. of those. Yeah, I know. It was like, literally, they, they just exploded. And I'm going to touch on some of those. There's a couple I can't because I'm sure it would force you to break whatever NDAs you have. But I, oh, let's, of course. Yeah. yeah. But for right now, let's just start at the very beginning of your career. Because, you know, you came from a culinary family. Uh, your father was a big chef in New Orleans, correct? No, my, your, grandf- uh, my grand- your grandfather. Grand- grandfather. My grandfather was a chef uh, in Louisiana. So um, I, uh, that, that's some of that. The, that notion, the vibe that came from it was instilled in me inadvertently. You know, um, you know, little did I know that I'll be a chef. You know, because I mean, growing up, you know, food, food was you know on the table. We ate it, and, and that was it. You know, until um, you know your parents work, and you know you you coming home from school, you come home earlier than they were. They were getting off. And you're hungry, so you you just wanted to fix yourself something to eat. So that's where the 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 notion began to play. Like you know, this this works with that. You know, it, it may be good, it may not, but we'll find out. So were you just teaching yourself at that point, or did you have some of your grandfather's help with all that? Um. Well, I mean, I, at that point, I was uh, teaching myself. But you know, when I spent time at my grandparents' house, you you kind of learn from yeah your grandfather. You know, uh, inadvertently, uh, just, just different things, how to uh, cook things, how to use a knife and things like that. So I know you were like 16 when you got your first job, you know, in the food business. But, uh, you know, when was it that you decided that, you know, you wanted to go into this and be a chef for a living? Uh, 18. 18? 18. 18. So was that at all intimidating, though? Because, you know, your grandfather had just had this, you know, you know, huge level of success. Like, were you nervous that you were going to be compared against him as you went through this? Uh, no, because actually they didn't know. <laughs> that was a crazy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like um, I, I was in college for to be an electrical engineer, you know. Okay. And I was in the program for a year, and I just changed my major. I didn't tell anyone. It's like, look, I'm just gonna change my major. And I went home, and you know, we're sitting around the dinner table. It's like, look, I changed my major to call the arts. Everybody just like what <laughs> are you serious <laughs> um you know and, and to this day it's like you know what he'll be okay he'll be okay but 
they, they didn't know how seriously I took it. And I, I took it very seriously to now that they see, you know, what was instilled and where, where it came from. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, but here's my question though. So I know you said you took it very seriously and, you know, I've heard you say in other interviews that, you know, you felt you needed to expand beyond, you know, soul food, which is what you'd primarily started with. But was this right. something that when you were in school, were you starting to experiment like going out of there to the French cuisines and, you know, Asian cuisines and French cuisines? Well, I mean, of, of course, um, French cuisine is part of Louisiana culture, predominantly French, Italian, Spanish, um, Native American, African, English, and, you know, you have Vietnamese uh, culture as well. So mm-hmm. these things are always instilled. But, you know, growing up, we, we prim- prim- primarily touched on, you know, Southern cuisine. So um, you really can, didn't get to see other sides as much. Got but, it. But, but now, um, now it's open. Now everything is wide open. You know, um, I love Mexican. Being out, being out in California, Mexican. Um, I love Asian. I uh, love Peruvian. So all all these various cuisines, you're able to really add to your repertoire. So I'm, I'm bringing Creole and mixing it with so many different flavors. is is just uh, phenomenal. That's awesome. And it feels like just even today in general, like the accessibility to other cuisines is just so much more prevalent than what it was you yes. know, 20 or 25 years ago. I mean, like I, I grew up in New Jersey and, you know, the, the thought of Mexican food, I think there was a Taco Bell, you know, a few towns away. Like that, <laughs> That's about all well, there was. Well, I mean, uh, that, that's the great part. The, the American palate has grown up, you know, they're, they're willing to try different things, go to different restaurants and different places versus, you know, Stand, you know, when we were growing up, you know, they were stand back. I'm not, I'm not trying that. You know, it, it doesn't doesn't look good. You know, it, what what does it taste like? So, but now people are more open to trying different things. Absolutely. So now, after you graduated, you you've got this incredible list of chefs that you trained under and worked with, and you know, everyone from uh, Matthias Wolf, Anton Schult, uh, Sue Zemanik, and you know, someone who I think is arguably one of the biggest chefs of our ta- of our time, Emeril Lagasse. So, were you actively seeking out you know these high end chefs to learn under because you knew you wanted to create elevated cuisine for your clients and customers eventually? Uh, yes, yes. I mean, you you want to work with the best of the best, so um, why not? You know, get under these, uh, well, well, get the toolage of these these teachers to help you really expand your cuisine and help you grow as a chef. How do you connect with these guys? I mean, is it just walking into their restaurants, being like, "Look, I've got this degree. I want to be here. I want to learn." Um, some yes, and some is just uh, a, lot, a lot of networking. You know, mm-hmm. A lot, lot of networking in the chef world. Uh, you know, we're always in tune and informed with like who needs what, who needs a job, you know, or who's hiring, things like that. So, and, you know, good places to work, you know, good places that, you know, you, you can expand and grow as a chef. So and that's what you always keep your eye out for. Very cool, man. So now, but you ended up leaving uh, New Orleans after Katrina hit, correct? That's correct. And then you ended up in Atlanta working for Emerald's company again. Was that something where you just called him up and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here now. Uh, you got anything going on? Nah, it wasn't, it wasn't like that in, in that situation. It was, you know, it was, um, the chaos of hurricane Katrina. So you're, you're in another city. So I, I got to find a job again. I mean, you say I need a job. So I knew Emerald's there. So I was like, Hey, 
we're just gonna go there and you know <laughs> see what happens and you know the, the stuff that i worked under he was there at the time so uh, they brought me in nice very very cool but then after that you go off to new york right yes uh once emerald closed in was it uh 2008 Okay. Yes, it was like spring of 2008. I went to um, New York for the summer. New York, Long Island, New York. Um, and Where I in Long at Island a were restaurant. you? Um, around Saville. Somewhere around Saville, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my family's in uh, Syosset, so I know the area pretty decently. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, okay, so you spent the summer in New York, and then you make what seems to be your last big move out to L.A., and so what prompts, you know, the L.A. move? Because, you know, Atlanta to New York to L.A., I, I mean, these are huge life change, life changers. Uh, recession. The rece- recession hit. Um, really? Uh, yes. It so you went from the either... most expensive city to the second most expensive city. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which, which sounds odd, but um, it, it, it was like, okay, like, what are you going to do next? Because uh, after New York, after, after that contract ended, I went back to Atlanta and it was mm-hmm. the same situation. You're applying everywhere. You can't find a job. And you're like, okay, what are you going to do? So I began to look at outward. I, I want I want to go back to New York. So I've been looking for jobs out there. Then I was looking in L.A. also. So a job came out of L.A. first. I was like, look, okay, LA's, L.A.'s the winner in this by default. <laughs> but, <laughs> What was that? What was that first job in LA? Um, it was it was a private chef job for Will Smith. That was oh, really? First job. Yeah. Okay, so that 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 was actually going to be my next question. Is so, how do you go from just being at different restaurants to all of a sudden I'm cooking for Will Smith? You know that that boggled me for a while. It's <laughs> boggling like, me right now. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, you know, it, it was a, a change of scenery. I was like, you know, let, let's give this a chance. You know, um, the private chef world, see what, see what it's all about. And it just happened to be um, cooking for the for, uh, Smith. So mm-hmm. I was like, why not? Why not? You know, you can't you can't find a job. People not hiring. So, you know, I, I, I didn't have anything to lose at that point. So how how was that for? I mean, were you nervous working around? I mean, he's Will Smith. I mean, he's you know are probably one of the biggest stars in the world at the time. Um, no, I think I, I think upon the initial meeting at first, at first, mm-hmm. you know, you, you sit there like this is surreal. Is this really like? <laughs> is this really what it's supposed to be? But um, <laughs> I think after that, you know, you, you settle down and you, you begin to show them your your style of cooking, and you know, um, they they enjoyed every aspect of it. So is it that like you come to them and say, here are the menus that I do, like this is what I like to create? Or is it they're saying, look, this is, you know, a dish from my childhood that nobody's been able to get right. You know, I'd love to have this again. Could could you figure this out? Uh no, no, no. I mean, I think for, for most clients, you you plan around our likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, you channel that area. You also channel if they're for some if they're on a diet or they, they're trying new things, you know, so you always channel that. But for the most part, um, you know, they allow you to be you. you, you know, you can, you can show them, you, you know, your, your history, your heritage and your, your style of food. Well, that's cool. That's good. Cool. I mean, look, there's a definite, you know, they don't call it the culinary arts because it's a pure business. There is an artistic value to it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. You know, we're not robots. So, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> um, you know, it's it's just like a um a artist paint painting a canvas, you know, you know, what what can you put on the plate? Absolutely. And, you know, so for me, and I think a lot of folks are kind of with me on this one, you know, when, when I think of the private chef for celebrities world, you know, the, the closest thing that I have to picture of what that life is like is the show billions. And it's like, so in that one, you know, the chef is there, you know, literally at all times, you know, morning to night, the family isn't around. He's throwing parties at the house. Like, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm going to guess that your actual life is not like that. No, it's not. It's not, it's, <laughs> like, not if you want a second job. <laughs> Right, exactly. It's definitely not like that. Um, no, we, we, I mean, we'll, we'll cook like lunch and dinner or, I mean, if there was a event or a party, you know, you prepare for that and you go home. It's not, it's not an all day thing. You know? No. Okay. No. So it, it's, it's more of like a normal job and you're just at somebody's house is, is more right. it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. So, we we can uh, wipe wipe the mystique <laughs> off of that. <laughs> you will. I mean, who who entertains? Well, there might be some people that entertain all day, but you know, the ones that I've had, no, it hasn't been all day. That that sounds exhausting to entertain all day. Yeah, that sounds absolutely exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> like like I'm good for talking to people for like you know 30, 40 minutes, and after that, I'm like, all right, peace. I'll see you later. <laughs> like that, that's about it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but. So, you know, uh, so then just along those lines, I'm guessing that you've also probably knocked in. You haven't like walked into like crazy random parties or orgies or anything like that. It's just, again, nah, you're just at somebody's nothing, house. Nothing like that. I'm yeah. just at somebody's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, and, and that's the thing my friends want to know is like, like, well, does he ever like not like a client and like, you know, if they're gluten free, puts gluten in the food and like, I'm like, I can't ask him that. <laughs> like, literally, like, because if the answer is no, it's great, but it's not that exciting. And if the answer is yes, he's never going to get hired again. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we, we, we're not a visual in, in that sort. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know anyone has, has done that, but um, nah, not, not just that including just because they're gluten free. <laughs> oh, no, that's a good one right that's a good one you're you're on the paleo diet and i'm going to give you some processed food enjoy so. all right here you go you know tell me how you feel <laughs> so but let me ask you this though like okay so for you i mean like you're a chef i which to me it's like you know, you're a leader in a field, but, but when you go out to a restaurant, like, do you feel like you have to go somewhere, you know, fancy because that's the culinary level that you deliver on? Or are you happy just getting like some wings and pizza from Domino's? Mm-mm. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy, you know, I can, I can go high end, you know, uh, fine dining. Um, if I really want to try something or see what, see what other chefs are doing in the, in the more innovative aspect. But if at the same time, if I just want, a good burger or some tacos, some wings. Yeah. I, there are places you, you can go and just, you know, enjoy the good aspect of it. I mean, cause at the end of the day, it's all about good food. All right. What, all right. So, LA, what's your favorite? Like, you know, you just want like a good quick burger. What's your favorite place? A quick burger. Yeah. Casual. Um, I mean, if it's quick, I, I am a fat burger guy. Okay. You know, all right. The, I, you know, you know, I've so, eaten a fat uh, burger, I think, like once. It was like it was good, but like I never felt like the desire for another square hamburger. Like, like I was, I was like, I'm kind of good at that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like what Wendy's thing. <laughs> You're right. It, it's, it's crazy. I mean, but um, 
for like for, for quick service you know they, they do a pretty good burger yeah um uh plan check is another, another burger joint you know if you, you want to go there somewhere sit down and have a nice good quality burger i, uh-huh. I enjoy going there um uh tacos tacos are endless tacos well yeah i mean we were talking we're you know outside of mexico we are in the capital of you know mexican food and you know america pretty much right yeah because I, I like gorilla tacos and there's a taco uh 1986 where's that place uh, i haven't heard of that one uh downtown downtown uh, yes yeah i used to uh, live uh, in lake balboa and there was a taco truck out on um I want to say it was like on Sherman way by the airport. And it's like, you could go there at like two o'clock in the morning and get like the best tacos and best burritos that you'd ever had in your life. I mean, it's, re- it's really an amazing town for this stuff. Now there, there was one like that in um, Pasadena. Oh yeah. We had the, um, the, these uh, beef tongue tacos. Ooh. So good. Oh, that's yes. yummy. That's yummy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a great food town. It's like, you know, like, look, you know, my, look, my palate expanded insanely once I moved out here. I, it, yeah. it was just cool. But at the same time, like for me though, like I would be nervous to have you over for dinner. Cause I feel like whatever meal I cook, like it, it just, it wouldn't live up to whatever your standard is. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, you think so? I, I'd be terrified. I, I'd sit there and be like, God, I, I hope I seared the salmon correctly. And I, these gnocchi are from Trader Joe's. I mean, my God, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I i guess i i guess it depends on how you how you how you put it you know i i think for some who stress you know i'm, I'm a foodie i'm a foodie i'm a foodie mm-hmm. yeah you, you're going to expect your, your level of expectations you know it's, it's going to increase a little bit but i mean if you're uh if you you're over at someone's house you're just cooking dinner i mean it's an honor to have someone cook for you so it it's, it's fine for me. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, you can come over anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 make, I make some pretty good seared salmon and, uh, you know, Trader Joe's gnocchi. So you can come by. You know, so I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty easy. So um, I'm, I'm, unless, I'm, I'm, unless I'm going out, you know, and you know, a restaurant has a strong, strong reputation. You know, mm-hmm. they, you want to taste it really good. See what, see what it's all about. That's like when you put on like your critic hat at that point. Like it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I've, exactly. I, well, I've had it because it's like, I like like when my wife and I go out to like a nice dinner, like, you know, when there's not a global pandemic going on, it's like, you know, like I really like if I'm going somewhere where the meal's expensive, like I, I want to enjoy it. And we went out, it was years ago. It was a, you know, dinners, you know, we spent, I don't know, it was a hundred bucks or something. I got a steak and like, it was a restaurant that, you know, I don't want to name them because I'm going to say that it was like the least flavorful meal I've ever had in my life. And I just like, oh, I left really? there. Yeah. I just left there mad. Like I, you know, and she, it was a place that she'd <laughs> gone to like a bunch, like when she was a kid really liked it. And she's like, yeah, no, it wasn't great tonight. I'm like, I never want to spend the money on this place again. Like, I mean, this is just like, like it's nuts to me. If you spend that much on a meal, like you should be happy, like enjoying it and having a great thing. That was a hundred bucks without drinks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you know what? I, I think to me, I think you should give a, re- a restaurant at least two chances. Everybody has an off night. Yeah. yeah. Right, so you're saying I should go um, back there. You, sh- you should g- give them one more chance. All right. All right. I'm gonna listen. You know what you're talking about. So I'm gonna listen to you on this one. Okay. This, this is your world. <laughs> 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 so all right. Now, now I have to ask the one serious question. This, this is just one of those ones that popped in my head, and you know, kind of deals with everything that's going on in the world right now. But like, like I love Food Network, Top Chef. You know, basically any cooking shows are out there, but. The one thing I've noticed, whenever they, you know, bring out the celebrity chef or whatever master chef is bringing brought in, it's usually a white dude. And so is this mm-hmm. like an industry where you see there's like a strong racial bias? 
or is it just you know what's being shown on TV? Um, I mean, you you do see that. You you do see that. Um, I think more nowadays you start you're starting to see more black shows come to the forefront. But um, I think it's to me it's, it's presenting your style of cooking, presenting a different style that really se- separates you from the rest. You know, because you know sometimes. Uh, or, well, a lot of times, you know, they look at black chefs and it, uh, okay, either it cooks southern barbecue or soul food, and it, you know, it's it's more than that. You know, we, we, we're more than um, barbecue ribs and black eyed peas. You know, <laughs> you know, so and, that's 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 what the late great Patrick Cluck always said. So I, I um, mean, it's 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 basically like you know culinary prejudice, if you will. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 You know. Um, we cook French, we cook Italian, we cook Spanish. Just, I mean, all all the cuisines, just like everyone else. So, um, you know, we, we refuse to allow ourselves to be boxed in as uh, black chefs. As well, you should. As well, you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, man. So now let's talk about uh, the Ryan Rondino Spice Collection, because that, you know, is, I think, like your newest, biggest venture. So how, how did this all come about? Um, it's just, it came about just wanting one to have my own product. One of my, you know, um, Started with one, started with the Creole, of course. Mm-hmm. Then just wanted to expand. You know, um, the the first the, the first three were the uh, the Creole, the Ancho Chili Barbecue, and uh, the Citrus. That was that was my first three that I came out with, and um, it's it's been doing doing great. It's I guess it's, to me it's just something you want to call your own because you're not going to cook forever, right? You know, so you you need something to fall back on and just to keep the brand moving. When, when you um, decide to put the uh, knives down. And I guess that, that's like, you know, the interesting thing to me, because, you know, your career up until that point had been presenting, you know, the full meal, the full entree, the full appetizer, whatever it might be to people. And so now you're just presenting one part of it. It's, you know, for you as the chef, do you feel like you're giving away the meal and, you know, uh, you just kind of have to trust your customers that they're using the spices in the way that you intended? Um. I don't think you're giving away the meal. I think you're giving away um, um, your flavor aspects of they're getting a sense of how how do you you cook in your cook in the kitchen? What's your vision behind these rubs and blends? You know, because my job is to make it easier for them. You mm-hmm. know, so they they have to think about it. You know, they can just instead of grabbing so many ingredients to to put on one uh, a protein or vegetable. They can just grab one blend, put it on, which, and they're done. Which which is awesome. I, I used to do a yeah. um a, a beer butt chicken, and I think that the just mixing of the spices was like you know twenty minutes of the prep alone, just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> pulling everything together. So. Exactly. So all, all you gotta do is grab a blend now, and you know season season uh, your product, and you're good. I love it. Now, are you gonna keep on expanding the spice the spice offerings? Like, do you have more coming out soon? Uh, I, I plan to um. I'll put put more out in the future. I want to put mm-hmm. a, I want to put three more out, three more out. Then, um, are you allowed to say what those three sauces. are, or are they, are they going to be a mystery? I, right I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to say yet. I'm not going to okay. say yet. Um, All right, I'm, I'm going to take some guesses. Okay. All right. I'm thinking there's a uh, there's a French toast rub coming. Um, you're going to have. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I picture. Uh, let's see. Uh, an ice cream spice and um, the. Uh, now I didn't go to uh, culinary school, so this is just you know out of my head. Um, and I'm also going to uh, say that you have some sort of uh, uh, some sort of cereal rub coming. 
I wish. Zero <laughs> sounds interesting. Yes. <laughs> you take your frosted flakes, you know, you just drop it in there, rub it around, and then just uh, throw it in. And right. you, got, uh, you got a little spicy frosted flakes. So it could be you great. Know, hey, you got to enhance breakfast or. Um, I mean, so much you could do with that, you know, even cereal. Um, so, hey, why not? <laughs> why so let's not? Go, look, if you do that one, I get 10%. All right. That's the deal. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, let me ask you something. So, because you, you alluded to the branding aspect of this, you know, w- when you work for someone like Emerald, does he teach you about the power of that brand and, you know, holding on to it and uh, being able to expand on it? Uh, no, no. Um, just watching, just, just, just watching, watching how they move. Um, watch how he moves, watch how uh, Bobby Flay, because they have large brands. Just how, watch how they um, carry themselves and all constantly, constantly expand their brand. So, you, you know, you take that and you learn from it and it helps. You well, know, yeah, and that, you, that, that's the cool thing. I mean, it's like when you get these like, you know, celebrity, you know, chefs slash restaurant tours where it's like, you know, you know that you're going to like a Michael Mina restaurant or something like that. You know what you're going to be getting out of that. I mean, do you, right. is, is that a road that, you know, you would want to go down of like opening multiple restaurants? That's just, you know, the, it's, it's a Rondino special this time. Uh, yes. Yes, that's, that's definitely a road in, in the future once uh, things come back to. Um, is it not good to have a restaurant right now? Uh, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough time. It's a tough time to have a restaurant, you know, but, um, but I gotta ask though, is that like, really, is that a COVID thing or is that just, you know, re- cause everything I've ever heard is that the restaurant business is just, it's a tough, tough business. It, it's a tough business. Uh, but with COVID it's a tougher business um, yeah. because, um, I mean, some places you only you know like twenty five percent capacity, so there's only so much you can do. And isn't um, a lot of the money you know generally made like you know on like you know like the liquor and the drinks? And so if you only have twenty five percent capacity, and most of the stuff you're doing is takeout, it's like you know how how do these restaurants survive? Right, exactly. With r- r- constantly rising costs, yeah, um, it's it's a tough thing to deal with. And um, I mean, you, you see, you may see more of the um, restaurant chains. They're surviving. Larger restaurants surviving, but mm-hmm. the small, small mom and pops, you know, they, they're they're having a tough time. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's you know the restaurants and you know a lot of other businesses are like that right now. I mean, like I, I'm trying to hold on to you know some sense of optimism that you know between like testing and you know treatments and everything that hopefully by mm-hmm. you know sometime early next year you know we're all back to some semblance of you know uh, real life <laughs> exactly. Again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't uh, focus on the abyss that we're currently living in right now. That's a, that's a whole other story. Yeah, I mean, you you can only do the best you can and just keep moving forward. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, Ryan, look, it was an uh, thank you so much for joining me today. It really was an absolute pleasure. If you want to learn more about Ryan, you can follow him on Instagram at Nola Chef Two One Two. That's Nola Chef 212 and also at Rondino Culinary. On Twitter and LinkedIn, you can find him at Chef Ryan Rondino. And make sure you visit him on Facebook and Rondino Culinary Designs and the Rondino Spice Collection. If you'd like to book Ryan, check out his weekly recipes or order some of his amazing spices, visit his website, www.rondinoculinaryDesigns.com. Again, that's www.rondinoculinaryDesigns.com. And Rondino is spelled R O N. 
D-E-N-O. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like what you heard or had questions, please email me at info at the toprankpodcast.com. Again, that's info at the toprankpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a comment. I love hearing what people have to say. You can follow me on Twitter at Sprucyboy. That's S-P-R-U-S-Y-B-O-Y, where I post the latest news and announcements for the show. Thanks so much, everyone. Stay safe and healthy.